Sam Leon here, and thanks for tuning in. Good response to my last podcast, the first in our new ongoing series. Today, I want to talk about why, why life, love, and purpose. And I'm not going to harp on purpose. (laughs) A lot of people find their purpose when they're not even looking for it. I want to focus more on life and love. And life is a journey, and it's a journey with a lot of twists and turns. No one ever has a straight ride. And um, as I've told my family, you don't get out free. Everybody has their ups and everybody has their downs. Um, It doesn't matter where you come from, what you're made of, how much you're worth, how fit and healthy you are. Everybody has their ups and they're fantastic and everybody has their downs, and (laughs) unfortunately, they're not so fantastic. Life itself is full of experiences that I will relate to you as we go through this program. I'll give you a simple example. My wife uh, uh, was sitting um, in the uh, forward seat in economy, the bulkhead seat, with my daughter besides her, and a uh, a very elegantly dressed Chinese gentleman uh, beside her, three seats across on the on the window side, starboard side. I was behind with my other daughter um, at at the window, and I had an empty seat beside me. Yeehaw! And as the plane's taxiing out for takeoff, my wife turned around and said, "Sam." And before I could say. Uh, Yes, darling, what is it? The Chinese gentleman said, yes, Um, how can I help you? She said, no, I meant Sam Leon, my husband sitting behind. He said, my name is Sam Leon. Hello, (laughs) come on, you're pulling my leg. No, absolutely true. He said, uh, my name is Samuel Leon. Look, and he pulls up a very handsome briefcase, click, click, opens it up, pulls out Commonwealth of Australia letterhead, embossed, hmm, I thought this guy's important, all full colour, and it said, Mr. Samuel Leon. I couldn't believe it. He said they made a mistake. My name is actually Leong, L-E-O-N-G, but they dropped the G. He was beautifully spoken. He said, I'm here on my second last trip to Australia. Um, I'm in the ceramics business. My family has been in ceramics for 300 years. And I've uh, been doing business with your David Jones store. Um, And uh, they've been buying our quite unique uh, and beautiful porcelain pieces. So we got talking. It was creepy. His mobile phone number for Australia was one digit different to mine. His date of birth was exactly the same of mine on the day of the month and the month, just the year was different. Um, He was considerably younger than me. And um, we discovered other coincidences. He was a delightful guy. And we became quite friendly um, until uh, he he got off uh, at his destination and we continued on across Europe to ours. About six months later, um, 
my PA came in and she said, Sam, there's a gentleman outside, um, a, a Chinese gentleman, and he said his name's Sam Leon, and I didn't know if he was kidding me. I said, no, no, he's not. That's his name. I jumped up and said, hi, Sam. He said, hello, Sam. I said, please come into my office. Um, he sat down. And I said, how can I help you? What can I do for you? He said, no, what can I do for you? He said, this is my last trip. I will not be coming back to Australia. And I brought a gift, a special um, gift for your wife and you from our porcelain factory. And as I am dictating this right now and talking to you, I am looking at that gift in our little porcelain cabinet. It's a beautiful handmade vase. And it just shows you how things happen. Now, I have got so many stories that actually relate to what I want to talk to you about. That doesn't relate, but it's an example. I've got so many stories that I want to tell you. Let me just go on to love. Yeah, we all know what love is, and it was considered unmanly at one stage to hug people, especially other men, and all that's gone by the board now because um, sporting teams, it can be the toughest game of rugby, it can be the toughest game of soccer, football, and um, they all hug each other and jump in the air and cuddle and embrace, and it's quite common. A gentleman called Kevin Roberts, um, the CEO worldwide of Saatchi and Saatchi, wrote a book called The Future Beyond Brands, Love Marks. It's very hard to get um, and quite expensive when you can get it. But on the back cover, he writes... The idealism of love is the new realism of business. By building respect and inspiring love, business can move the world. Kevin Roberts. It's a fabulous read. I've, I've read all the books by the great advertisers, um, and um, I've really studied David Ogilvy, and he was harping on forever. Um, to what it just seemed like a reasonable way um, to treat people, to add value to their lives no matter what. And probably the person that, that I, I really got stuck into and got to know and understand long after he passed away was Bill Burnback um, of Doyle Dane Burnback famous American advertising agency. And he said, it is ironic that the very thing that is most suspect by business, that intangible thing called artistry, turns out to be the most practical tool available to it. For it is only an original talent that can vie with all the shocking news events and violence in the world for the attention of the consumer. And where does that come from? Where does that artistry come from? It comes from passion. And where does passion come from? It comes from the heart. And what do we relate with the heart? Love. Um, I'm a great believer in the fact that, and I've expressed it before, love communicates, um, uh, our hearts communicate with our brains and they signal each other back and forth. And when people use the expression, oh, it was heartfelt, it really, truly was heartfelt. Um, and that's 
why I have named these these entire sessions life, love, uh, and purpose. Because I'm a great believer in purpose drivers. I'm a great believer in um, love. I'm a great believer in the lessons of life. The other day I watched with my wife a terrific movie, um, and it was uh, Hector's Search for Happiness. And out of it, I distilled the following. Um, Making comparisons can spoil your happiness. Many people think happiness comes from having more power or more money. Happiness is a long walk in beautiful, unfamiliar mountains. It's a mistake to think that happiness is the goal. Happiness is being with the people you love. Unhappiness is being separated from the people you love. Now, there's lots more notes that I made out of that, and I'm not going to read them all to you. I've always believed that if you're um, happy uh, at home, and there's a lot of people that aren't, but if you're happy at home and you're happy at work um, and with the people that you work with, um, and and again, there are some people that just aren't, um, and then you're going to be pretty damn happy with your life. But happiness happiness is a personal thing, and you can actually decide if you want to be happy or if you want to be miserable. Heck of a lot of people I know choose to be miserable. They say, Sam, you're always up. Even when you're down, you're up. Exactly. I choose that. I choose to smile. I choose to smile at people in the street. They always smile back. They get a bit of a surprise and a shock. People have forgotten how to smile. You can smile online. You can tell on the telephone when someone is smiling because you can almost feel it. You can sure as heck hear it in the way they pronounce their words when they are smiling. And that brings me to what it is that I actually want to close upon. And that is uh, an interesting thing called selling. And a lot of people don't like the word selling. They call it marketing. Oh, come on, marketing something else altogether. Um, or they call it um, uh, uh, networking. Selling is selling. And it doesn't have to have a bad connotation. And um, a guy whose work I, I read quite often, Jason Lister, um, he wrote only today the following, selling what it is. What is a word that describes a deep interest in understanding the problems of others? Selling. When I was at my peak in sales, I was concerned about the other person's problems. I never oversold them. If anything, I undersold them. But I, I was I was more concerned. My selling was asking the right questions and finding out where their problems were and how I could assist them. If I could, I couldn't always. My solution wasn't always the one. Um, what's a word that describes a strong desire to solve other people's problems? Selling. What is a word that describes a commitment to add value? Exactly what David Ogilvy used to say, to the life of someone, whether or not they buy something from you or not. Selling. 
What is a word that describes the act of helping others achieve what they want, the natural byproduct of which will tend to create what you want? Selling. You see, language is a powerful thing. Words set conceptual boundaries that manifest a select set of actions. And if you think it's right, it's right. If you think it's wrong, it's wrong. And I have always been proud to sell to people because it's just part of life. I'm actually helping them. And I know I've helped thousands. I used to have just on 3,000 clients, 3,000 individual people that over 40 years I had assisted and they all stayed as clients. If they thought they'd been missold, I was shonky that something was wrong, that they didn't want what I had sold them, they'd have departed, left me, no longer been a client. But all of them, I cannot believe it, all of them stayed with me. And when I say I cannot believe it, no one gets what's called a persistency rate of 98%. The only people that weren't with me were the ones that had passed away, and (laughs) I had no control over that. I wish you, dear listener, well. I am sure hoping you enjoy your life's journey, that you have lots of love, find lots of love, and give lots of love, and you sure as heck know exactly what your purpose is. And with that, Adieu until we meet again very soon. Thank you.